Hello, my name is Kyle Baylitz. I'm Travis Baylitz. And we're here right now actually in our hometown, Hastings, Minnesota, with the iconic Rudd Bridge. So we wanted to discuss with you guys today. It's a little cloudy out. The forecast is a little dreary, but I guess it kind of fits the times right now with the corona going on. I know some people have been struggling with businesses and actually feeling down. And that's why we wanted to bring up front with you guys about mental health in general. And we want to be the forerunners of being the ones to give various Korean adoptees an actual voice to discuss their struggles, triumphs, and anything that they feel like they want to be heard. And we want to give you guys the platform to exercise that kind of right. So I guess it kind of goes down deep with me why I myself have kind of developed such an honest and forefront voice in mental health is both my brother and I have been struggling with mental health issues in the past. My brother's been hospitalized several times and it was pretty bad at some point. But I feel like there's a lot of Korean adoptees in the community that really like us that need that voice and they're unable to give that voice and we want to give that to you guys. We started to develop mental health issues probably when we were in our uh, teens and my biggest regret was not speaking out. And I feel like if I spoke out, I wouldn't have struggled and suffered by myself alone. Even though my brother and I grew up in a pretty well-to-do household, our parents fed us, treated us well, they loved us, and were affectionate. Mental health still affects everyone. So if any of you are interested in wanting to speak about your story, feel free to reach out to us. So we're actually going to get to the questions. My brother and I were tasked to be kind of their lead and forerunners for video platforms and courting various uh, Korean adoptees around the community and connecting with them. So we'll introduce ourselves. Again, my name is Kyle Bailitz. My name is Travis Bailitz. And we are Korean adoptees that live in Hastings, Minnesota. I know a lot of people probably know us as the crazy twins that's okay the red thong crazy twins but i just wanted to go a little bit deeper than that and discuss briefly of who we are as korean adoptees so our involvement with the korean adoptee community probably started well we actually probably introduced ourselves to our birth family in 2009 and from there we progressed to going to a Korean church in Woodbury, which is no longer there, but that happened in 2009 as well. And when we were children, we actually did not join any camps or Korean language studies because we just simply weren't interested in any of that. So it was later in our life that we became interested in Korean culture and our history as Korean adoptees. For the most part, as I stated, we spent most of our lives living a normal life without any Korean activities. However, as I stated in 2009, we reached out to our bird family through a letter and we received an email, a letter back. So we wanted to get more involved with the Korean community. We met a few people, but after 10 years, it's actually been something that we've invested most of our time into 
because in 2018 we actually visited our birth family a uh, nine-year reunion since we actually got the letter in 2009. It was a great experience but besides that later that year in 2019 we joined a group called Kimchi Club which is a group for CADs around the Twin Cities area of Minnesota to get around together, socialize, and most importantly, learn the Korean language from a lady named Kim who runs the restaurant at Hoban. Okay, so another question is, do we identify as Korean or white? What do you say? I think I represent myself as both, but for the most part, culturally, I am pretty American and I speak English and I don't know enough Korean to actually form a sentence although there are basic words that I know and basic sentences I don't really know the adjust and how to speak complicated words and, and like that however if I had to identify myself with Korean or white I'd probably identify myself more as white American because I just grew up in a white family predominantly Hastings Minnesota has been very Caucasian uh, there was one Korean adoptee girl in our school but other than that colored people really weren't representative and I guess that what makes it difficult because we do identify more as, as white and I don't know if any other Korean adoptees can say the same thing but with the cultural appropriations with the Black Lives Matter it kind of made me kind of realize that maybe I have more of a Caucasian mind than actual minority mind. I remember in school kids would call me Jet Li and Asian. I guess a lot of that stuff didn't really offend me. I thought it was kind of funny but that's kind of my brothers and I personality. We don't really take anything too seriously. So the next question is, share one or more struggles of being a Korean adoptee. Ever anything. since I was younger, I've always struggled with being more personal with other people. If I had to adjust to a certain lifestyle, I'd say that I was pretty much a loner in high school. Quiet and shy, believe that or not. And the realism is that I was suffering from depression back then. People would also make fun of me because as you can tell, I have a bimaxillary protrusion, which is an extended portion of the mouth. So people would call me Monkey? Kermit, okay. pretty much. But that had nothing to do with race, was it? Or was it Probably more with not. the way you Just looked like? Just the way like? I looked. I don't think it had anything to do with it. Yeah, that. I know a lot of people suffer from racism, but Hastings is pretty good. Even with the cops, they're pretty nicer. We had our roundabouts with them when we had our kind of our mental health scares. They treat us with kindness, so... So what are the advantages of being a Korean adoptee? Was there any other perspectives that you can offer to people? Well, as a Korean adoptee, life is definitely much more wealthy here compared to the living situation when we are born in South Korea. We actually visited the home where we were born and it was pretty much a shack. Run down, a small farm area. Our grandpa was buried in a, a mound. A mound and it was pretty much an old traditional lifestyle so i appreciate Farming. the fact that my family was well off and had the fortunate ability to take care of us i don't think we really struggled with any financial issues even to this day i don't think we really struggled we seem to just be living our life as though we're content with our situation although most people probably wouldn't be content because we sold with their dad but because of that, that speaks a lot of words. We've had issues with our dad, but the fact that we're living with him, it you it can tells still us make how it work. Important he is to us. And even though some people have their bad qualities, it's it's important to look past that and try to just get along sometimes. 
and it's unfortunate that a lot of current adoptees I know who I'm more interested in, in learning about are those that actually did not have good adoptive parents and I'm kind of wondering what they have done to heal from that or if at all there's quite a few adoptees that totally ignore their abandoned pretty much abandoned their adoptive family and what's hard is that there are some adoptees in which the birth family abandoned their adoptive family twice so they, they don't get rejected twice unfortunately and those are the ones that, that I feel honestly I feel bad for and I imagine myself in that predicament and what would I do to help move on from that kind of uh, trauma and that's why I want to connect with more Korean adoptees to maybe we could figure something out together as a community so I guess uh, one of the last questions is uh, what are some advice for, for those struggling right now or even those that aren't Korean adoptee or Korean adoptees in general what makes you want to wake up, keep on living, and not want to keep on living, as some Korean adoptees unfortunately took that choice. Likewise, as Kyle explained earlier, I have a mental illness, and for the most part, I've been bipolar for the last 12 years. I was diagnosed in 2008, and I've had my struggles. So likewise, it's not just for the CAD community, but outside the CAD community, like people with mental illness in general, I've struggled with that because I've had seven hospitalizations, one 90-day ERTS, two partial hospitalizations, one inpatient hospitalization, and things like the like. So I've been through the rough patches of my life, and I think after a while I've actually got used to and managed my life a lot better, and things seem to be going much more smoothly. So do you think being a Korean adoptee contributed to any of your, your struggles as a child or as an adult? I think the problem with that is that I'm a minority and the fact that my parents don't really seem to emphasize the fact that I'm Korean versus white. There was no emphasis on really on how much I should be getting into Korean culture. Another interesting tidbit is I remember in high school we were supposed to develop a heritage line and I was kind of lazy and Travis and I actually did very well in school even though we were like pretty depressed. I wouldn't say we we're smart, we just kind of worked hard at it. He's actually the smarter one. He actually got top 10%. He's but other than that, I, I remember in science uh, class that we were supposed to task to make a, a heritage line, and all I did was just put my white parents in front. <laughs> and the teacher later on, he still gave me an A, but he didn't know why I didn't bring it up. I guess it didn't dawn on my mind. At that time, I guess I just didn't care, but I kind of realized how it did affect me and my relationships. I, I feel like I'm a lot more... I know myself and I'm more grounded after meeting our birth family. So we had that luxury. So I guess some advice for Korean adoptees is I know it sometimes feels dreary like today, but it's important to, to think about the positives. Like I was trying to help someone who was a Korean adoptee that had similar issues. Try to think of three positive things for the day and three things that you'd like to accomplish the next day. And I kind of I'm trying to believe in that and I do believe that even though with people with bad qualities who have good qualities it's important to have a positive mindset and and I really want to go forward with this because I think it's actually showcasing my skills and my talents along with my brothers and I think it'd be great to get recognized and I want to also recognize some of you guys out there that want to be heard and want to be seen and that's something that I want so if you are interested uh, feel free to give us a message or just message me in general on Facebook or YouTube 
Is there any other last tidbits about being adoptee here in Minnesota and Hastings? Yeah, I just want to say that <coughs> you got to take care of yourself. You got to talk about self-care. You got to talk about not only taking care of yourself with physical health, you got to take care of yourself with mental health. So that includes like situations where you might need a therapist, a psychiatrist, be on the right routine to take medications, do any type of dialectal behavioral therapy, or maybe put yourself in the hospital if things get really bad or even in urts or maybe a group home that you might want to consider in the future if you can't really adjust to the situation where you're at right now and you feel like you want to commit suicide and deal with that. So the main idea with just mental health. to deal with mental health mm-hmm. and how we can take care of it and manage the mental health within the CAD community. Your life is worth it. We don't want to lose you. I know there's some days that even even myself and my brother have experienced the down days, but we're here for you and we're going to try to be here for you and we're going to try to find all those resources for you. And I hope uh, more people that are willing to join and maybe they could also provide their own perspectives. I do have quite a few connections. My sister does work for the mental health board in Minnesota. She has worked closely with the state and she actually helped my brother find good housing, which he wasn't qualified for some reason in the past, but she kind of worked with that. She knows her way around the system, and I just want to let you know, even though it feels so dark before the dawn, it does get light. Try to hang in there, stay safe, and take care of everybody. There are people out there that might consider that suicide is the only option. However, you have to think that life is fragile. You might think that there's not anyone that is there to support you. But if you try to reach out, there's a community that will keep you strong, keep you living keep you happy or at least more satisfied with your life. Manage your mental health and things like that nature. So if you feel that you need to reach out, that'd be great. You can reach out to my brother and me or... My name is Kyle Bayless and Travis Bayless. Or to other people in the CAD community who is trying to recommend various ideas in which they prevent or at least manage people with mental health issues and address that within the CAD community. Okay, this is Kyle Bayless and Travis Bayless. And we're going to be signing off. Thank you. Thanks. I need you, just can't stand to be with